Hello, and welcome back to Now Screaming, episode 112. I'm Evan Culbertson. And I'm Liz Smart. And we're watching all the horror movies, currently available for streaming on the internet. So you don't have to. This week, we are finally making our much-needed uh, return to the world of podcasting to cover the 1981 horror comedy. Horror comedy, yeah. Saturday the 14th, which is written and directed by Howard R. Cohen. We had hoped for this episode to come out on Saturday, May 14th. Yes. Because we rolled it on the roulette with enough time that it made sense to time it. Yeah, it would it would have been like a little late, but it was kind of what would have been really fun, perfect timing sort and of situation. Far too often we're late on accident, so what's so we're wrong like, with that? Let's being be late on purpose. Late on purpose. Uh, but then that didn't work out. No. Would you like to explain what happened? Yeah, I got COVID-19. <laughs> I got sick. Um so this is my public service announcement that having COVID sucked a lot. Um, I do think people know that. I don't think they do. I think that there's, there's maybe none of them listen to our podcast, but there are people out there who are like, whatever, I'm just going to get it. Who cares? We're all going to get it at some point. And like, that may be true. But like, if you can avoid it, you should avoid it. Because I still feel like I had a pretty mild case uh, and it still fucking sucked. And I think I was, your voice is still recovering. My voice is still recovering. I don't feel like I have any really bad, um, like... Long COVID? Yeah, symptoms, but I've seen situations where it crops up like several weeks later, so I'm still kind of scared. Um, and I was trapped in Richmond, Virginia for 14 whole days. So, like, that sucks. And it, I don't know... I think I got it while traveling, so I don't know what I could have really done about that, because I understand when people are like, I have to stop you know, still travel and yeah. see my family and go to weddings and funerals and things like that. And I totally get it and agree. But if you can get boosted, get that, get that third booster, stay on top of it. Cause I probably should have gotten mine in March and I didn't. And I regret it very much now. But I think if I'd been boosted, I might've been a little safer. So stay on top of it. Go get your booster. Don't go to, you know, big super spreader events, especially right now. Cause I think cases are rising and I'm, you know, speaking from yeah. a, now a place of, you it happened to me. First-hand experience. Yeah, it happened. So, our apologies for the delay, yeah. but also Liz needed to get well. It was what was happening. <laughs> and Liz needed to come back to Chicago, which was an ordeal. Yeah, I'm itself. like, I, there was a point where I was like, what if we tried to record when I was there? But like, I was kind of fucked up, you know? Yeah. yeah. I was coughing a lot and sneezing and I was tired. So, it, we're coming at you now. It's happening now. It's happening now. So Saturday the 14th, it's on Shudder. It's a horror comedy that I, I have a hard time describing. That's our job on this it's, podcast. It's more like, like, it's a spoof. That's the thing. It's not even really a horror comedy. It's well, it's like a parody. It's not a parody of any one thing. It's like Scary no. Movie. But like, if Scary Movie were a but children's... But like, for Dracula. Yeah, it's like Scary Movie for Universal Monsters of yeah. the 30s. But, like... If that was a Saturday morning children's cartoon. Yes. Saturday morning cartoon is the vibe. Uh, Jeffrey Tambor is in this movie playing Dracula. Uh, Valdemar, but... Yes, but he's so clearly and evidently Dracula. Yeah. Um, was Dracula not in the public domain? Like, I don't know why he couldn't just be Dracula. I don't know, because, you know, that's obviously why um, Nosferatu is what it is, is because of Bram Stoker's widow. Right. Making it difficult. But I have so, no idea uh, if in 1981... There was still problems I with that. I feel like you can make the an unlicensed lore, Dracula movie. I think you you definitely can now. The lore is all Dracula lore. Like, yeah. talk about Van Helsing, talking about 
people he tried to kill a hundred years ago. Like he, it's it's Dracula. Yeah. But he is literally, if you were like, oh my god, shoot, oh my god, I have a Halloween party to go to, like in three hours. Um, I'm just gonna like run to Party City and see if I can get like a like a vampire costume. That is what Jeffrey Tambor is wearing to be Dracula in this movie. That sounds like a critique, Liz. Would you recommend that people watch this movie? <laughs> um. Well, speaking of Halloween parties, I would say every year during our Halloween party, Evan puts on vibey um, Halloween movies. Yeah. And we usually go a little bit darker and gorier and we're having more fun. But if you wanted something that was like a little bit more... Or if you had, you know, kids running around and so you can't put on... Something super gory or... Argento or, yeah. or Hellraiser or the fuck or up shit like that I put Scream, on. Or even like Scream, you know. We've, we've put on Scream before and like Gremlins, things like that. This is a little bit more tame. Um, but it still has that kind of fun, like they're in a ha- haunted, spooky house, and Jeffrey Tambor's running around looking like a Party City vampire. You really and... focus on Jeffrey Tambor's presence in this movie. Well, he's Jeffrey Tambor for one; like he's just a recognizable face. And I think that the Party City thing is really funny, especially because there are also a lot of monsters running around yes. that actually do look pretty good. Surprisingly good. Yeah. They blew their budget on the monster costumes and the makeup and the prosthetics, and then they were like, Jeffrey Tambor was like, "What about my costume?" And they were like. Yeah. Someone go to Party City really quickly and get him a cape. Like, that's exactly what this movie is. So, if that sounds fun to you, I don't think it's, like, good to sit down and watch. I would agree. That's where... That's but it's, right like, probably line. fun to have on in the background, maybe. I wish it was more fun to watch. There are jokes sure, in I it agree. that are funny. Yes. I laughed. But, like, nothing... I mean, it's hard to say because it's 81. Nothing that's actually that funny. No, more stuff that's stupid funny, Sensible right? chuckle, kind yeah, of. Yeah, Exactly. Like, oh, I get why that could have been funny in 1981. <laughs> yeah, we should talk about... I wrote down some of the stuff that actually did make me laugh. So we'll okay. go through the highlights, but... Um, Perfect. Yeah, I don't know. It's short. It's, it's... It's pretty short. There are parts of it that are pretty boring. That's kind of like the worst thing you can say about it is the parts that are boring. It's but it's kind of dumb. I thought it was fun. I thought there were like there were fun parts. And like I said, the monster... Um, I have one Costumes are it, pretty good. Which we'll talk about. Yeah. But other we, than there's, that, there's a glaring problem, what would you say, about halfway through? For half the a movie, A very uncomfortable situation happens that we need to discuss. We'll talk about it. We'll talk about it. We will talk about it. So this movie is about John and Mary, an all-American family, played by real-life husband and wife, Paul Apprentice and Richard Benjamin. Which is bizarre because they have zero chemistry. They were married for, what did you say, 10 years before this movie? Yeah, they got, and they, they're still married. There's a kissing scene at one point, and they look like they're being forced at gunpoint to kiss each other. And so it's very funny uh, that they're actually married in real life. Yeah, uh, they're pretty good, like, screen presence. Like, uh, mm, not like their chemi- romantic chemistry. I feel like I like... Not him. I like looking at them. He looks like... He looks... Yes, you're right. Like he looks like a... Like in a yes. way that I, like, enjoy seeing in a movie. And he looks like a dad of, of this, like, I bought a... I inherited a house, and it's gonna be great, everybody. We're gonna love it. And the rest of the family is like, what the fuck are you talking about? Well, Paul about? Prentice clearly needs to be in, like, a screwball movie. Like, she She's needs to be in, funny. like, What's Up, Doc? Not this. Yes. Because she wants to go crazy, and well, she doesn't she gets get to. to do that halfway well, through. Yeah, then, but, like... Not in the beginning. In the beginning, she is, like, trying to do something, and it's not working. It's not working because it's not the movie. Anyway, yeah. they inherit a house. They have two kids, house. a daughter and a son. Their names are Debbie and Billy. Mm-hmm. And they're young. They're not, 14 like... 14 and, like, 8? Yeah. Something like that? She's 14. I believe so. They're both in school. I'm pretty sure she's like 14. Part of it. Saturday the 14th. She's 14. Yeah. I decree That's it. how that works. They inherit 
this house and this uh, will reading. Mm-hmm. It's a piece of shit house. He spent his like summers there when he was a child with this uncle, and he is really excited about it. And we also see that Jeffrey Tambor, vampire Dracula man, and his and his wife. an undead vampire wife, they really want the house. So they're just kind of lurking around the grounds, knowing that this house is fucked up, and so eventually the family will leave and they can swoop in and get it because there's something on the property like that they want. Is there any reason to hide what that is? Because the kid finds um, it immediately. Yeah, he finds it pretty quickly. It's the Book of Evil. It's called the Book of Evil. Yeah. Billy finds it, and it says on the first page... Don't fucking open this book. Whoever opens this you will unleash idiot. all of the evil inside. And Billy's like, sounds great, page turner. So he starts flipping through it, and on every page, There's there like is a picture, a picture of a monster. monster. And as he looks at it, the monster, like... In the most classic, like, if you're picturing, like, when magical stuff happens in really low-budget movies of the 80s, where it's, like, red sparkles appear on something. If you can picture that, that's what happens to the monsters on the page. And then they vanish from the picture. And then we see them outside in the, on the grounds. So it's like a wolf man, a creature from the Black Lagoon kind of looking thing. Oh, the first thing is that crazy looking thing. Um, I don't even know how to describe it. Me neither. It reminds me of the things in Spy Kids. Does that like conjure anything for you? The hand people? No, they make, also make monsters that have like, they always have like stalks coming out of their heads with eyes and they're just really big, like sort of claymation, big costume sort of characters. I see. I know what you mean. Yeah. Not a recognize, not like Wolfman or Creature from the Black Lagoon, like a very strange looking monster, but. Man, there's some crazy shit in Spy Kids. Spy Kids is a great movie. Anyway. Uh, he opens the book. It says it gets bad on Friday the 13th, but it gets worse on Saturday the 14th. Yes. Chaos ensues. The real estate agent gets killed, like, immediately. Immediately. Uh, They're just in a haunted house. Like, this is the thing. Imagine just, like, a series of unrelated events, except it's, like, they're all gags. They're all gags. There's, like, a specific thing where it's, like, okay, so who's, who's doing what? Like, who's terrorizing us? But also, like, who's doing the dishes? Yeah. And there's one monster that's just doing the dishes. The best gag, I do think this is the funniest gag, is um, there's bats everywhere, and the parents will not stop referring to them as owls. It's so like, funny. At first, it's like, oh, they just, like, the bats are hitting the window. Yeah. And they're like, it's got to be owls. It must be owls. But then, like, a bat flies in and, like, scratches them, and they're like, goddamn owls. Damn owls. Like, they're like, they really think that these bats are owls. It it's a good It's very ma- funny. And it's made better by... Richard Benjamin and Paul Prentice like doing the deadpan over and over. Yes. They're like, you're right, honey. Like, look at clearly the bat. You're right, honey. It must be owls. It's an owl, yeah. I can see the owl in the front of my face. That's like what they're they're saying. It's so funny. And it, dumb. Again, dumb, but funny. Dumb, but funny. It works. I think chronologically, the next big thing that happens is the problem. The thing that makes scene. us upset? Yes. So, the thing that is confusing about this, this girl. 14-year-old Debbie. 14-year-old Debbie, but... Some of the things she says and does, it feels like she's supposed to be older. Like the way that this actress is acting, she doesn't seem like a 14 year old, but she's also very like, she's very small. So right away I was like, I don't understand this age. Cause there was a, there was a moment earlier on where I was like, is she supposed to be the main character? Yeah. Which wouldn't really make sense if she was 14. It has more of an older teen vibe. And so <laughs> it's so weird to talk about. There's like a bath scene yeah. where she like is going to take a bath 
and we see that the creature from the Black Lagoon is like in the bathroom. Well, at first we think it's like a shark, and then it turns out that he has like a the fin. whole ass monster is in the bathtub. It's in the bathtub, and there's a lot there. There, it keeps having this sort of push and pull where she's like, we can see that there's something in the bathtub, and then she, and turns, she away. turns away, and she's like, oh, you know, she has to answer the door, she has to answer the phone, she has to like do things, but she's like clearly wants to get in the bath, and so there's this weird like strip tease happening. And it's it's ca- not sexual. It's not erotic. But no, like, but the camera is a little focused on the wrong thing. It just lingers. It right? lingers. It's not wrongly, not in a leering way, but just like this she, is a lot of nudity for a character. She's who's take, supposed she to like be 14. takes her underwear off and she's in a towel, and then she takes off the towel and we don't we see her back we, again. We don't see anything, but it's just weird. And I looked it up. And this actor, this actress is 20 years old. Yeah. So like, it was a very confusing experience to be like, it's, it's, again, it's not erotic. They're not even trying to make it erotic. It's not like. Um, in a little bit of a like Fay Ray King Kong kind of way where like, she ends up running around the house. In a towel. In a towel. And then like, And she's laying on the ground in the towel. And it's just like, this is the thing. It's just like, it's too much skin. It's just, it's just a little weird. And it's, I'm glad she's not actually a child. Yeah. That was a very relieving. I'm glad there isn't actual nudity. Right. Yes. hundred percent. Oh my God. If there's actual nudity, we would have turned it off. I think like in a second, no question. Um, Cause that's the things where, like, she's not even wearing, like there's a point where she takes her pants off and she's walking around in a t-shirt and her underwear. And it's not sexy. Like the movie is not trying to make it sexy. It's, it's almost acting as if she is a child. It's like, it's actually normal for this child to yeah. walk around in like her underwear and a t-shirt. And and the movie is saying to you, you're not supposed to find this attractive. And I was like, thank you. But also like, you're still kind of doing it. Yeah. It was a really weird experience. I don't know how, and it does end because <laughs> yeah. eventually we move into this like big party situation which is that they're having a party on Saturday the 14th yeah. to like, celebrate their house i guess yes so once we move into that situation thank god this was over but it was a very we can't we could not talk about it no again like i don't know who to hold responsible for this no. it's just like just weird. bad decisions just weird just weird weird vibes bad vibes all around bad vibes for sure so the one thing you missed before we get to the party so they invite their family over their family is resentful that they didn't get the house right and that these two chuckle fucks got it because so it was like it was his uncle right so the guy who died had like a sister, a sister yeah. and fa- like closer family so it's weird that they didn't get the house however they do eventually acknowledge that they need to get the bats out so they right. call an exterminator oh the exterminator right and the exterminator they charge by the bat that's a good bit um gets Van Helsing to go. Yeah. Vampire hunter Van Helsing, mm-hmm. who has been looking for the Book of Evil and is like, okay, anytime there's bats in a house, it means the vampires are coming for the Book of Evil. So I'm just going to... That's like how he got into the extermination business. I'm going to work business. for the exterminator. Yeah. Ends up finding out that the Book of Evil is there. Billy's hidden it. He, got, he goes, like, to try to help Billy. Like, he's yeah. like, I'm going to talk to you about this. Like, we'll find it together. This is how, he, does he tell him how to make the monsters go away? They I, have some discussion about it. The lore thing gets really complicated. Yeah, I wasn't following it at this point. But obviously he shows up and Jeffrey Tambor, Dracula, is like, oh my god, it's my old enemy or whatever. Like, they know each other. Van Helsing gets a lot of pretty good jokes, too. Yes. Um, there's a bit about, like better homes and garlic that's really funny yes uh and there's he has a thing like 
oh no, are you pregnant? Because she's not, the mom's not drinking and it's like, oh, she's not drinking. She gets bit. Sorry. She gets, that, actually, that was one thing you I wanted to mention. The mom Jeffrey Tambor does bite her. And yeah. this is when this actress starts having the most fun being a, you know, woman becoming a vampire, trying to drink blood, not being able to be in the sunlight, not eating garlic. Like, it's it very fun. funny. She's not drinking and it's like, are you pregnant? And he's like, Oh, you remember Rosemary? She had a baby. <laughs> and it's just his delivery, which I didn't do justice to. It's just no, very it's funny good. to it's just really be like, funny. again, just to throw like a, a random Rosemary's baby joke into this. It's just like silly. It's just a silly movie. It's That's just, like, very the, goofy. There's like a hundred jokes a minute and most of them don't land. But it's just like, oh, this is like lighthearted fun. Anyway, they had their Saturday the 14th party. It's all a scheme to get the Book of Evil. I don't really want to spend too much time talking about this. Van Helsing well, is evil. I was going to say, this movie has a twist. That was like the funniest thing to me was this movie d- did not need a twist in any way. It didn't need to like make Dracula a good character. But in the end, it's like Dracula and his wife are trying to help Billy. Yeah. And they're like, don't let him manipulate you. And then Van Helsing is like... He wants to like lead an army immortal. of monsters. Yeah, like he. It turns out he's been alive for like also hundreds of years, which like makes sense when you like actually think about. Also, he implies he's responsible for uh, Damien from the ex or from uh, the Omen. The Omen, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's funny. I mean, it's a it's a fun performance from the guy playing Van Helsing. I don't know that guy for anything, but he looks. He doesn't look unlike Guillermo del Toro. No, you're right. He's got the beard. Yeah, makes yeah, and glasses. I mean, do you want to talk about this? Like, they they make jackhammer noises and like foghorn noises at each other. Valdemar yes. and oh, the, Van Helsing. They like open their mouths and just make very funny make sound effects at yes. each other. And then they do a Palpatine like uh, shocking. Yes. Again, exactly what you'd picture of like how special effects in low budget movies looked at this time. It's classic. Billy gives Van Helsing the book and it blows him up. And then does is there something about like hitting them with it? They can't touch it. Right. But I don't understand why Van Helsing wants the book if he's also susceptible to that. I feel like he wants Billy to be like his slave and to like use the book on his behalf. That's, that's why they're not, he's not killing Billy. He like, yeah, but he's they, not the monster. They both the want Billy like on their side because Billy has the book. This is what's confusing about the lore because Van Helsing is not a monster from the Book of Evil. The monsters from the Book of Evil have to avoid the book because they'll go back in it if it touches I think them. Van Helsing isn't the Book of Evil. That's like what they were no, saying. They said it at one point, I thought. But he's been running around for so long. Maybe he's from the book, but he escaped and never went back in. Like, presumably the other monsters were, like, in it. Interesting. But their 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 entries are still in, on the page, right? It's right, right. they've escaped the photo. So maybe his, his thing is in there. Anyway, it I mean, blows him up. Yeah. And then Valdemar and... I wish... What is... What's her name? The bride. We're not doing her justice. No, because she's actually really good and very Yolanda funny. is her name. She doesn't have a, a link on Wikipedia. Oh, bummer. The only the only actors without links are Yolanda, wife of the vampire of Valdemar, and Billy. Oh, Because <laughs> he's a funny. child. There's um, also a really funny um, liquor store delivery guy who shows up for the party and then, then stays and then doesn't leave until the next morning. Also a very good gag when... Um, <laughs> they've ordered booze to be delivered. Yeah, and food. He, and really. food. He shows up to the door. Van Helsing opens the door and he goes, uh, liquor, liquor store? store? And Van Helsing goes, no, private residence. And closes the door. <laughs> it's a good <laughs> He's joke. He's like, no, from the liquor store. Um, the party is also really funny. It's the same kind of thing. Like, the monsters in this are very fun. They're doing a lot of, like, 
big monster stuff. They're running around growling. That's the thing. This has smashing like windows. Monster mash energy. It does have monster mash energy. That's what I'm saying. Like, like that. There's jokes. Like again, the one monster who like does dishes. Do you know what Beetleborgs is? No. Okay. Well, the big bad Beetleborgs. This was a Saturday morning show. I I hope that someone there's in our someone audience out there just like, got so yes! excited. There's like a house full of monsters in Beetleborgs. Uh, I'm going to pull this up for you because you're going to be like, what am I looking at? Oh my God. That's very fun. So like. That's the vibe for sure. Yeah. It's the, yeah. So the, the, the monsters in Big Bad Beetleborgs. Um, I really hope that there's one person out there who understands what I'm talking about. Yeah. That's the energy. They're just like slapsticky and goofy and like. Yeah. It's fun. Is it entertaining? I don't know. Sometimes. It is fun. Again. Yes. I think Van Helsing says a lot of funny shit. He does. I, I found another quote I wrote. Selling the house now would be like ch- closing the barn door after the horses have eaten your children. Oh, yeah. Which is just like... <laughs> it's a great one of those like idiom jokes. Yeah. yeah. A weird thing to say. I don't know, think- yeah, he has he has a bunch of bits because he knows all the horror references. Mm-hmm. So There's a weird trivia fact here. And this I think this kind of adds to like the weirdness of it with the monsters being slapsticky, but also this movie not really knowing what it wants to do with Debbie. Is that there is a... There's a part where the fish man, somehow he went up outside again. I don't know why. They all were outside and then they're coming in for the party and they're, I think they kill some people. Yeah. There's like someone in the, um, the fur coat like gets the aunt. Um, but the fish man like breaks through a window and grabs Debbie. Yeah. And accidentally grabs her boob. And it was apparently like by accident, but they left it in. So it's another one of those things that's like, I don't like that. What's what's this movie doing? What's happening here? Like, why is... Did you leave it in because it's supposed to be a joke? Did you leave it in because you didn't notice? Like, what is going on? So there's a lot yeah. of weird stuff like that where it's like, there's funny elements to this, but they're shrouded in weirdness. Yeah, I mean, I, this movie was produced by Julie Corman, Roger Corman's wife. So maybe it's just like a... That we got the shot. It doesn't really matter that it yeah. wasn't the ideal shot, but like, let's just keep moving. Which I think, I mean, it seems this movie was shot in three weeks. Yeah. You saw that anywhere. So like they were fucking moving. They're like, let's go. I did think of another good example of like the the level of joke that this movie is operating on, which is that this takes place in Erie, Pennsylvania. And that's supposed yes. to be a joke on it. Like that's, that's the whole joke. That's like Erie. Yeah. It's called Erie. So if you think that that's funny without further context. Any other context. Like, yeah. That's the kind of movie that this is. Yeah, I agree. There's another good bit, actually, that um, the only thing on the television is the Twilight Zone. Yes. So we hear a bunch of, like, Twilight Zone riff, like... Uh, yes, like, on a street, like, no other street. It's so good, because it's just throughout the, all they watch is the Twilight Zone in this house. And there's a point where she's trying to change the channel, and every time she does, it just gets louder, which is yeah. also just, like, a good bit for a haunted house. There's good bits here. It's just, it's it's an 80-something minute there's movie. There's nothing, like, that good. No. Like, I think the best things are the monsters... It's fun. And they blew their whole budget on it. I will stand by that. It is fun, but I was not entertained the whole mm-hmm. time. Anyway, Valdemar and Yolanda get the house. The, I don't know the name of this family. Do they leave? What's Are they, they like, they're they're over it? The Hyatts. Uh, they move across to the house across the street. Oh, right. That's the like one that so they nice. wanted in the, the one that the they thought place. that they were moving to yes. before they moved to the haunted house. Or it's not even haunted. The dilapidated right. house with the Book of Evil It is it. funny, too. There's a funny element to this, which is that, like, in the 80s, I would have assumed that they were already living in a house. Like, they're, they're a nuclear family. Their daughter is 14. I would have thought they were living in a house, but something that they keep talking about the whole time is, like, a house of our very own. We're finally going to have a house. Our own house. And I'm like, 
Because where are you guys? Maybe they're right maybe now? they're renting in the big city of Philadelphia, and uh, they're experiencing. Now they get to go to Erie, Pennsylvania. The horrors that David Lynch. Uh, oh yes. Read about. <laughs> maybe they live in David Lynch's uh, Philadelphia, <laughs> and so they're like, we have to get out of here. That would actually make perfect sense. Yeah. You know, it's another funny little trivia fact. What? Um, this the house is on Elm Street. Yes, but this it is. came out three years before Nightmare, Nightmare on Elm Street. Street. Yeah, it's very funny. That is weird. I... It's like if one did not know that, might just be like, oh, duh, it's like another parody, like it's a Nightmare on Elm Street. But like, no. It I was also it. gonna say, I think that the Palpatine thing uh, is before Palpatine does that because it's before Return of the Jedi, and I don't think that. I think that's Palpatine more does like hands. I said. That's more down to the fact that like if you did anything shocking, it just looks like Palpatine hands. That's fair. Um, because like that's what that. Again, that's what it, that's what it looked like. I realize that's that's it's Star Wars is what I'm thinking of. That also does, it does blue shocks yeah. and it does red glitter to show that someone is like appearing or disappearing. Yes. Yeah, it's it's more low budget than that, though. It looks. It is more low budget, but that's what it looks like. Is that kind of like, I recognize it for other things too. Just that shimmery. Um, yeah, yeah. Oh, you compared it also to Jaws 3D when the bats are flying around because there's a point where um, the not the not the uh, real quote unquote real bats. The that vampire are, bats. When those bats are puppets, or they're on wires. When the vampires turn into bats, they are like we discussed this when we talked about Jaws 3D. They're like pictures on the screen like that are being superimposed, superimposed on front of a that screen. are moving across the 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 roll of film, like right? early green screen. It's so funny. Which again, I always like. I would like to. Appre- I like to appreciate it watching an old movie. Case. Yeah, exactly, and being like, "Oh my god, special effects I used mean, to be so fucking." The wild. thing we talked about so much with Jaws 3D is that like that movie has no right to be that bad because of its budget. Correct. Like it's. What it, year was that again? Jaws 3D was uh, eighty three. Okay, so they were there. I I was picturing being later, so they're but they're closer than I would have thought. Again, an eighteen million dollar budget for that movie, insane. I don't know. It's okay. It's fine. Are you ready to uh, move out of this house? <laughs> nothing, out of this nothing house. bad happens. Nothing really that bad. Are you ready yeah, to move the out of this realtor house? dies, but she comes back as like a zombie. Is that a yes? What? That you're ready to move out of this oh, house? Oh yeah, let's move out. Let's go across the street to the so roulette. We keep our vampire friends close. <laughs> uh, why don't you pull up the roulette and we'll roll it and we'll see if we can find another spoof. Our next movie will be Final Destination 5. Oh. I've never seen any of them. Nor have I. Oh. Where where is this? Can we watch the whole franchise like we have done in the past? We did that with that Saw. That would be nice. That was about this time last year that we did it with Saw. We rolled what did we roll? We rolled Saw the original Saw. And then the we, original Saw? Yeah. And we wanted to do all of them anyway. Because not all of them were streaming in the same place. That was the weird thing about Saw. This is Final Destination Vibes on Netflix, so we will need to see if they're all on Netflix. Please hold for research. People have liked our franchise reviews in the past, so I think that listeners probably want to hear us talk about Final Destination, especially because I bet most of them have seen at least one of them. I know. I think it's weird that neither of us have never seen any of them. I think that's a really strange We usually don't situation. have the same blind spot like Agreed. that. Agreed. It's a it's a weird that it's such a big one for both of us. I guess Saw was too, wasn't it? No, I'd seen the first three. Oh, I'd only seen the first two. Or just the first one. I can no longer remember because Saw broke my brain. I believe... Final Destination 1, 3, and 5 are on here. <laughs> That's good enough. That is something. All right, we'll figure that out. Unless you want to tell our listeners where is to find it. Is Final Destination called The Final Destination? Is that what it's called? 
2009? That seems late. That is not the original. Okay, so the Final Destination must be like a later one. Final Destination is not available to stream. <gasps> Uh-oh. So we can't talk about it. Final Destination 2 is not available to stream. So just three and five and whatever this the Final Destination is? Probably four. So three, four, five. Okay. Yeah. Okay, well, it's only five. There's only five movies? Yeah. Oh. That's actually fun. We're like, that's we rolled the last one. I feel like they used to be on HBO Max. So I don't think they are anymore. I think they left. Hmm. So we can rent the first couple. Yeah, I'd be happy with that. So how should we do this? Since we rolled five, should I we think do we a should... Final Destination one through four episode and then a five episode? Oh, good question. Or should we just do one big well, no, Final Destination Well, no, because three, four, and five are all streaming. So we can talk about three, four, and five maybe a little bit more in depth because they're the ones that are available. Does that make sense? Sure. We should watch one and two, though. We I, can just rent well, them. Yes, I would like to, but we, we don't have to talk about them extensively. Three, so four, and five, one, we'll do proper reviews of. One Final Destination Megasode? I think so. I think it's what we've done before, right? We did two Saws. We did Saw and then the Saw franchise. Oh, did we? Yeah. So maybe we should do that. Maybe we should do one through four and then five gets its own episode. Tell us on Twitter what you think we should yeah, do. Yeah, we'll do a poll. That sounds like we should leave You have some time deal. because yeah, we have yeah. to watch five movies now? Yeah. That's fun. I mean, we did Saw in one weekend, so clearly we're capable of cranking it out. And I'd do that again because it was actually great. I treasure our Saw weekend. It broke our brains, but it was satisfying. I just saw a really good Saw meme saw. that I saved last year. I love to retweet saw memes from the No Screaming Twitter account, and I hope that our audience appreciates them as much as I do. It's, saw memes are the best. Do you remember the one that I, I think I put it on our account last year? It was a Tumblr post. I believe post. you. It's a, it's a picture of Adam and uh, Carrie Elwes from Saw, and it's like, they were in love here, and someone's like, oh, you guys just think that everyone's in love, they hate each other. And then someone was like, um, no, Carrie Elwes literally said that they were in love at SawCon. And then the person was like, what's SawCon? Go ahead. <laughs> Sock on this cock. <laughs> oh, God. Saw fandom, really, I love you, and I will treasure you forever. And on that note, our next episode <laughs> will be some Final Destination thing. Again, please vote. I am really excited. I hope that there's also some good Final Destination memes out there. There's got to be, right? It's we'll been around see. for such a long time. Send some Final Destination memes for us to understand once we've seen the movies. Oh, I can't wait. I love to solicit memes. I love memes. I sound like an 80-year-old woman just now. <laughs> I love memes. Send some memes. Until then, you can check us out on our website at nowscreaming.com and on Twitter on Facebook at nowscreaming. Why did you steal my line? I don't remember what your line is. Uh, our website, nowscreaming.com. You can check us out on our website at nowscreaming.com. I said that one? Oh, you just sold. Oh, you you took both of the lines. Yeah. Oh. I don't remember what you say next. E? Aggressive. <laughs> Be aggressive. Sure to leave us a rating and a oh, review. Oh yeah, that one as well. And tell your friends about the podcast. Aggressively leave us a rating and review, please. No, you have to do the West Craven. Um. Thank you to as always to West Craven, and to Roger and Julie Corman. That's fun, right? Yeah. I appreciate them financing silly little movies. Making and a lot of movies. Making a lot of horror movies. A, a and lot of them. Yeah. So many. Very important to our culture. Our culture. Yeah. Horror culture. That's what I'm saying. The culture. Do it for the culture. The community. Okay. Well, that was a silly one. 
This whole episode. This movie makes me feel silly, yeah. It's a silly movie. It's a goofy movie. We, we, extremely goofy movie. It's not a goofy movie. That's a different thing. What if you rolled a goofy movie on the roulette? It's not a horror movie. Extremely goofy movie is because it's about the mortifying ordeal of your father going to college. Yes. <laughs> a truly horrific experience. Uh, I think that's scarier than most of the movies you watch on that's this podcast. Very true. Scarier than Saturday the 14th. For sure. We're off script. That's the problem. Yeah, we have no I've idea totally how to end this now. Uh, stay spooky. Stay spooky. <laughs> stay spooky. Stay spooky.